We are back, finally, with another episode of Part of Our World podcast. We are happy this week to be reviewing Pixar's latest release, Soul. But that being said, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you might want to come back once you've seen it, because this episode is full of spoilers. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are reviewing Pixar's latest release, Soul, and giving our top five Pixar movies. Let's get to it. 23 that exists. Yes, let's get to it. It has been a long time coming for this episode, Rachel. Yeah, where have you been? It's been I've, a while. I haven't I've seen you. I've been quite busy. So. For those who don't know, we've actually gained like a lot of listeners and followers on social media and things of that sort since going on hiatus. But for those of you who don't know, we do a bi-weekly, did a bi-weekly Disney podcast. And we kind of cover everything from park stuff. You know, one of our um, last episodes was a trip report. We'll actually do another one here. Yeah, we Um, still have a bonus episode that we haven't gotten to. Um, on our on our trip during the um, 2020 year of madness, we did go in June, but we'll do park stuff. We'll do movie reviews. You know, anything Disney, it's fair game for us. Uh, we don't do news. We try to keep it, you know, just like to the the topical stuff and just have a good time talking talking Disney and have enjoyed that. We had just passed our two year anniversary before, basically the start of the 2020 academic school year. Yeah, and if you don't know, Keen and I are both teachers. Yeah, Rachel started a middle school position this year. Yes. Which was crazy. A crazy time to get a new teaching job. It's a crazy time for teaching in general, as you are probably aware. Yeah. Um, And And I decided to go to grad school. Yeah. I decided pre-pandemic, but basically started, I was like a couple months in when the pandemic hit. Uh... Yeah, and I was like, and it was summertime where I was like, you know what I should do? I should get a, a new teaching job at a public school. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Yeah, and she's been a teacher for a long time, but um, when we had our kids, she took a couple years off, then went back and taught preschool, and then has wanted to get back into the, the classroom. She's taught middle school before and loves it and is very gifted with that age group. I personally have to stick to the high schoolers but yeah we're both teachers and this is the most challenging year I've had teaching since probably year two yeah like no joke it's been so hard you know she's been virtual for part of it um, hybrid for part of it I've been hybrid for the entire thing Um, but it's twice as much work it's twice as stressful it's twice as bad and I love teaching I love it like yeah, I, I was not complaining about my job, but long to make a long story short, Things doing have a been podcast crazy. was just something we, we, we took stock of our life and we said, what can we do and what needs to get cut? And unfortunately for us, this is like a hobby. And I'm sure we let some listeners down. We did have plenty of people reaching out to us like, hey, what's going on? Are you guys OK? Sorry, guys. We're, um, we're fine. We're but yeah, just... it's more of a hobby. We don't. It's not like we make money off of this or anything. It's just for fun. We we love doing it. Yeah. And we love, you know, putting something out there and people enjoying it. We love interacting with people who listen and interacting with other podcasters and YouTubers out there who produce content as well. But we had to hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. So our goal now is to get as much recording in during breaks. While we can, yeah. Preemptively strike a little bit and keep up with the bi-weekly content the best that we can. So um, hopefully we're getting back in the saddle. Yeah. And, you can and by summer of 2021. We'll be pros at yeah. this. And hopefully we'll be back to normal We'll be back to a normal too. schedule. Yep, for sure. That's that's the plan. So what do we have for this episode, Rachel? So this episode we are talking about the movie soul while we were 
We're on break now, and we enjoyed a nice movie night watching the new Pixar release on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That was, like, pretty high priority for our Christmas break, what we needed to do. Yes. So we got a chance to do that. And it was nice because we always try to see the Disney yeah. Christmas release the day after Christmas. Obviously, we didn't go to the theaters for this one, but... So thankfully, Disney released on Disney Plus, and we were able to watch it from the comfort of our own home. Mm-hmm. And it was a great night watching Pixar's latest air quote theatrical release. Right. So yeah, we'll give our opinions on that, our thoughts, which I'm sure you're all dying to know. And then, you know, that got us thinking about where would this rank, you know, in the in all of the Pixar's? Is this, you know, upper tier, lower tier? Um, so we wanted to go go ahead and give our own rankings of yeah. all the Pixar movies that have been released since Toy Story. Well, I'll go ahead and launch right into the review portion of this because what kind of prompted this whole thing was my gut reaction, my immediate reaction after watching it was good movie, low tier Pixar movie. Yeah, I'm... I felt the same. And I was yeah. like, that was good, but it's Compa- not. Like when you compare it to other Pixar. So that that's what made us start kind of thinking about our top list. And then, no joke, that same, or no, it was the next day, Yeah. Um, our friend in a Discord group, Justin Monorail of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast and Parks and Monorails live stream, whatever that's called. Go check them out. They're awesome. Uh, dropped a link that was going around on Twitter. Uh, but I saw it first from him where you basically put all the Pixar films head to head and it gives you a ranking. So I've done this now like five times. I don't know. but um, And it's mostly the, the same results each time. But, you know, it, it's got us thinking about like what it makes Pixar so great and what about Soul, at least for me, would make it the bottom tier. Mm-hmm. I do think, Rachel, we're going to be kind of in the minority here. Um, with our opinion of soul, like most of the people that I'm hearing really loved it. Um, you know, there's people in Facebook groups and stuff that are like, well, it was absolute garbage, which I disagree with. Right. Um, but when you look at Rotten Tomatoes, which I did wait until after we had seen it to, to look at reviews and form my own opinion, but it's getting really glowing reviews, high audience and critic scores for this one. I mean, it's not super surprising, but yeah. Yeah, I'm Pixar generally not... does pretty well, and yeah. it is it is new. It's not a sequel. Sequels tend to do right. a little bit worse. So yeah, you're right. It's not very surprising. But I had my had my critiques. Do you yes. want to talk about the things we liked about it first? Well, talk about whatever you think is the most pertinent to this discussion, in your opinion of Soul. Well, there were things I did really like about it. I liked. The themes and the main theme that I really enjoyed was just this idea of like having having to have a spark or like a life purpose. And I think they touched on a good point where I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves that like I have to, you know, figure out what my passion is in life. And, you know, you see all these people around you like excelling at different things and being really good at this or that. And even when this started, I was like, is this movie anti-teacher? Because it was like. You know, they're saying, you're just a middle school teacher, mm-hmm. middle school band teacher. And I'm like, so, and, you know? Yeah. And, and it so, turns out he is a great pianist. Yeah. So it wasn't like one of those things where it's just like, ah, I'm not good enough. So I'm a middle school teacher. It was, I actually am good enough. I just haven't caught my break. Yeah. So he had his spark. Right. But he wasn't able to fulfill what he felt was his life purpose. And you're right. I, I feel like the theme and the way that theme played out. Really well done. Yeah, I really like that. Be- yeah, and I think, you know, coming around to the fact that it's, it's just life, it's your relationships with other people, it's, you know, just enjoying what is around you. I really love that. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a good job with that theme, and I think that that hit that hit well. Yeah. Another thing I think it did really well is it's funny. It's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, just, I mean, there's so many jokes and a lot of existential humor, very fittingly, you know, considering it's about existence. But um, I think there's a lot of humor that would go over the head of kids. Oh, and yeah. We were definitely laughing Yeah, when and, and our kids weren't. It's typical for Disney, especially Pixar, to appeal to both young and old audiences. 
But this one, I don't think it really captured the kid's attention very well. Um, I've, I've seen it twice now, and, and both times my son was present. And I'll tell you what, I feel like he tends to lose interest um, during the, like, what, what what's the soul world that they're in? The... I don't know, the otherworldly part. Yeah. Uh, the great but, beyond, yeah. the great before. Well, the great before, and then they rebrand it, the you seminar, where it's like discovering you. Anyway, I noticed that, that, that that's around where he starts to kind of lose interest. And I think my big complaint is that this, the scenes that are in the real world are incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, the animation is superb. Um, the emotion that you get out of those scenes is pretty raw, pretty tangible. But everything that happens in that kind of soul world, I feel like kind of falls flat. And I... it's uninteresting for adult audiences, but especially for kid audiences. I mean, there are exceptions. There's like the part where they eat the pizza and they can't taste it or digest it or anything. And they just kind of poop it out. Yeah. And kids love that sort of right. stuff. But it was very high on the kind of like intellectual humor and pretty low on the like... We're just going to make kids laugh sort of thing. Yeah, it was just, it was a little confusing. And it felt, and I I don't know, it kind of felt like a mix between Inside Out mm -hmm. meets Coco meets Wally -E in some ways. With a touch of Onward with the revelation <laughs> at the end. You know, because Onward he has that like, oh, yeah. I'm looking back on my life and actually my brother was there for me like a father this whole time uh -huh. and it was like oh i looked back on my life and i realized that i actually did live a good life yeah and it was the moments that made it up rather than this like grand thing that i'm hoping for yeah which again important lesson to learn good theme but yeah i, I meant specifically the other world ah seemed like those three movies like it wally felt like inside coco, out inside out 100%. yeah and like i think with inside out and wally and coco those ideas are so fresh and original and this kind of felt it didn't feel as fresh and it just felt weird and confusing and well, just kind of the lost souls part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point where we're like, okay, what were people taken <laughs> like, when they started writing this movie? Well, it's like <laughs> Things when, got she weird. Eats, when she takes the lollipop in the barbershop and then is talking about it's all again, all this existential stuff. And then the one guy's like, I want one of those. And yeah. The lollipops. But it's kind of like, yeah, they, what were they? What was going on there right. with that? Here's my thought on it. I think the whole like sailor ship in the nether realm where the lost souls are wandering. and the, I think that they just needed a way to get him back to Earth, but also to pull him back and have him come back, you know, and have an opportunity to get from Earth back into that world. They needed like a, a, um, a way to transition multiple times, which yeah. does happen. And that's what they came up with. And I just don't think it was very good. No, I think it worked in the very end. By the way, there might be spoilers in this. Um, in the very oh, yeah. end. We, I think we, at some point, we abandoned our spoiler-free review. This yeah. is full-on spoilers. So we'll put a disclaimer. At but the when... Episode. I'm sorry. The name is escaping me at the moment. The moon? 22. Oh. When 22 is walking around lost. I thought that was pretty effective when she was like a lost soul and just confused and like hearing the voices, you know, of, I don't know. I felt like they touched, I mean, that's a pretty deep subject actually. Like, you know, people that are dealing with, I don't know, feelings of self-deprecation and depression and, you know, feel like they can't escape this realm. That was pretty deep. And I thought that that was pretty effective. But um, in the beginning, when the guy rolls up on the, the ship, <laughs> we're just like, whoa, what's going on? So yeah. it worked in like some parts. Hippies doing their yeah, like right. type yeah. meditation stuff. And, I'm in and I think that it will be really lost on kids, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was just kind of lame. And to your point about 22, I felt like her character was not fully fleshed out. And I think... I have some theories as to why, and but but the big one is I think with the whole like we're gonna have all these historical figures try to be her mentor. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a funny scene, you know, Muhammad Ali like Mother Teresa. I have you know care for all souls except you. I don't like you. Yeah. Okay, those are funny, but it kind of just felt like such. She felt like such a caricature 
and I know that that's intentional to some point. Like she's got the goofy face and it's Tina Fey and she's got this funny voice. And, oh, I just chose this voice because I'm annoying. But I'm like, her character has kind of a couple parts where it really clicks. The barbershop scene. Yeah. And then the scene where she does not want to go home. And then maybe yeah. the last little scene to Adam, which you're talking about. And she, so it, those are important scenes. That's where she's kind of realizing that she does want to live and have life. And because it doesn't require this, like, it's just about enjoyment. Yeah. It's not about. Anyway. But, but other than that, I felt like her character was just a very flat character. Very one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really like rooting for her. And so when she has those, like, important moments, I'm like, okay. But she yeah. has to have those important moments. Now, Joe, on the other hand, I thought he was a super well-rounded, like, yeah. interesting character. Loved it. Loved their portrayal. I, I just wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. I wanted more New York City. I wanted well, I more think... of Joe's life. I wanted yeah. and his you relationship went... with his dad. Like, it was just, I just wanted more. And I, I don't know how they could tell that story. Have it be soul, have it be what it is, the story that they told. But that's what I wanted. And before we even watched this no, movie. That's what I was going to say, as I remember you saying something. Back in like. When the trailers February came out. Whatever, the, we saw the trailer. You're like, I hope I, it's not just. Yeah. I, I hope... said, I hope it's not. I love because the animation for New York City and the humans are some of the best Pixar like human mm-hmm. animation I've seen. Um. Yeah, and just like oh, just those the the characters like the barber, uh, the yeah. saxophonist, like I don't know, just very rich, and not to get you know too like Black Lives Matter preachy here, but like the fact that these are like deeply black, like not just stereotypical, you know, characters. I think that matters a lot. I just wanted more of that. Yeah, you know, and I wanted I just wanted to be in that world more, and I don't know how they could tell the story that they were telling about joe soul seeking and have it not involve the stupid world where these ethereal beings are d- dictating people's personalities before we've been born but Their i names hated... are jerry <laughs> but i hate and terry was the accountant right. but i didn't like any of that I just, yeah and then that just... weird random guy that was counting the souls like terry yeah the yeah. Accountant. yeah yeah okay sorry but yeah it just felt weird yeah I um, really just didn't, like, it just did not do it for me. And to your point, could it be because it just felt like a ripoff of Inside Out and other th- stuff and unoriginal? I don't know. Or was it just not well developed? But that those were the, I, the, the middle of the movie, even when he was a cat, it was kind of weird. Well, that brings but me like, to... It worked compared to the soul world. Yeah, another point that I saw... Somebody, sorry, I can't credit this person on Instagram. But another critique I have is that, you know, you do have a movie that is celebrating black culture and then you're transforming the main black character into what our son calls a gummy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. He was like, let's watch that movie where they turn into gummies. And we're like, it's not gummies, but uh, okay. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Tiana, you get finally get a black princess and she's a frog for 75% of the movie. Yep. And, you know, someone on Instagram, and I'll try to find it if I can, but she's just like, stop transforming us. Like every time there's like a black character, it's like it's transformed in some way where yeah. it's like you're not actually celebrating or getting to know that character. And then when Joe is on the earth as a man, like then he's a cat, you know, so it's like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, if this this does not make or break the movie. Like when we talk about where it falls in our Pixar rankings, this has yeah, this no- is just something. This I... has nothing to do with it. But if Tina Fey's character was black, I would have been a lot less bothered by that. But you're right. It then it's the white woman, and she's in this black guy's body, and. No, it's like, can you have a just There's like certainly a, some comic black relief, character be and black. I love some of the things that she learned. Yeah. But I just did like, I felt like her character, her personality, that her story detracted from Joe's story, which is what I really wanted. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, outstanding. 
Loved it. Good summary. Yes. But all that to be said, I'd watch it again. You did watch it again today. I did today. watch it again, and I would watch it again. And and I will say the second viewing, I liked it more. Uh-huh. And I think a large part of that is due that when there's like a weird plot twist, like Brave when the mom becomes a bear. <laughs> right. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. It kind of, <laughs> the first time you're kind of like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. But then once you realize that's like part of the movie for it. and you're prepared for it, I like Brave more now yeah. than the first Same. time I saw it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do think this is going to be one that gets better with repeated viewings. I do think it's a good movie. I mean, I'd probably give it a B, somewhere in the B range. There are magical Disney Pixar moments for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there are I emotional love... moments, although I never felt emotion like no, I did I didn't with cry. some of my big ones here that we're going to get right. to in a second. Uh, overall, like my joke is that Soul was good, but it lacked Soul. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed... Whereas these other Pixars, they're going to have soul, baby. <laughs> they will. Yeah. I mean, the things I liked about it, I mean, I love the music. I oh, mean, yeah, the jazz was The great. jazz was amazing. I love And it was the... constant. Uh, the o- and yeah. the only time there wasn't jazz was in the... Um... Ethereal world. Yeah, and then it was, I think Trent Reznor did part oh, of Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so there were definitely aspects I liked about it. I liked the jazz. I liked the soul aspect of it like the black culture of it but yeah i'd give it i think i gave it about 75 percent. but that might go up with another viewing yeah yeah the music was really good i mean i'm a huge fan of jazz music Mm -hmm. as you know rachel um and it's just something that i like to put on it's very relaxing um and the jazz greats like just you get you get lost in the music and it just it's incredible and i loved the way that it was you know part of the soundtrack part of the score sorry yeah um i will say there was a moment in the beginning when he started to play in front of his students where i'm just like oh, is pixar gonna do a musical and i still think they should like the fact that they haven't drives me crazy because they would just kill it yeah i don't know why they're so against it you know they clearly enjoy musicals while he had what was it my fair lady right anyway Still waiting for the Pixar musical, and I th- for a second I'm like, you would think, you would have thought that they would have announced this at some point, but then, but I just had a moment where I'm like, it's Jamie Fox, like right. he played Ray Charles. Th- this could, this he could sing. No, nah, didn't happen. So, yeah. but it's okay. But yeah, I, I really good movie, absolutely a must see. You know, it's yeah. you if you're a Disney fan. Again, and if you've listened to our shows before, you know that we are critics, but that doesn't mean we didn't like the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I say we tend to be more generous than not. So the fact that we're a little bit critical of this one is saying something. I don't know. But the reason why we're so critical is Pixar has a very high standard. And I will say, I don't want to spoil my list too much, but with the exception of one of my top five, this tends to be true for originals, not sequels. I think their sequels are a little bit lackluster comparatively. Um, but that being said, when when Pixar releases a new IP, a new movie, um, they tend to be just incredible, pun intended. Hmm. Um, <laughs> this one was, was good. It was a very good movie. But when you stack it up against Pixar's other offerings, I just felt like it was it was not going to cut it. And again, my reaction was low, bottom tier Pixar. So, where does it fall in our rankings? I suppose we should talk about our rankings. Suppose so. And why so, we, why we chose these rankings? So we'll put we'll put the quiz in the show notes. It's real straightforward. It puts two movies head to head. You go through all of them round robin style, basically. And then at the end, it gives you a list based on what you picked over other movies. Mm-hmm. And it will get you some real humdingers. Like, right. You're looking at two and you're like, oh, I, I don't know. You're like, how am I going to choose between these two? Yeah. But, but you have to. You have to. And then you take it again and you're like, and then you eh, choose the other way. I'm yeah. going to choose a little yeah, bit Yeah, I've taken it twice. But I will say this though my top five has changed slightly, I think my top 10 has not okay 
Maybe even top 11. I don't know if my top 10, my top 10, I think, shifted a little bit. Here's the biggest issue with mine. My top four. No, actually, I think you're right. My top five, actually, my top five has remained stable. There's been a couple shifts within the top five, yeah. but it's been the same and top honestly, five. Honestly, I feel like my top five could be tied. Like, yeah, I'd say that too. But, but that, the, maybe the middle tier. Okay, so after right. top, so there's 23 films. So you get your top five. Then somewhere around like six to probably 15, it's a yeah. hot mess for me. And it was always changing and it just depends on your mood. And so I'm just going to say, you know, since we're going to go backwards anyway, before I get to my top five, this middle tier that I'm talking about for me would include Up, Finding Nemo. Up is a middle tier. Monsters, uh, yeah. Inc. Yeah. Because we're talking six, like six through 10. Okay. Um, up, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., Inside Out, and The Incredibles. And I'd say I'd say Onward is kind of out on the outside looking in. Uh, what else would I put in there? Toy Story 2, Finding Dory. So a lot of the sequels, Incredibles 2, they're all kind of the outside of the top 10 looking yeah. in. Um, but that, that middle is all those ones that I just mentioned. Sorry, I'm yeah. guessing Up is one of your top five based on your reaction No, it's there. not actually. Yeah. I think it's, it was... I think it was regularly six in my list yeah mine up is seven on my list okay. but i mean but again if up is that low on the list like yeah well i mean i have my critiques about up you know like the the, the plot gets kind of weird there a little bit in the middle so in the end yeah in the end i mean it's great it gets a little slow sometimes yeah yeah anyways and weird so and weird so let's Let's count down okay. here. So what is your number five? All right. Starting at number five. And again, there's some wiggle room I mean, here. what's your 23? Just kidding. My 23 is the, the good, good dinosaur. dinosaur. <laughs> so. I, I, which I've maybe, only seen once. Maybe Cars. I think Cars 2 is actually my. Cars 2 is 22. Absolutely. I've worst. actually never seen Cars 2 the whole way oh, through. How can you even rank I it? Think. I guess from what I've heard. Yeah. I don't think I've I think I've seen parts of Cars too, but it has never drawn my attention there, to actually. Sit I mean, the there's people through. that love the Good Dinosaur, and they're probably like bristling. Turning in off our, our show there, right now. Curse yeah, you, not gonna talk about, world. Not going to talk about the bottom. I have no, my reasons for not loving the Good Dinosaur, but. I'd, no, I don't even know if I'd watch. It. I was like, I'd watch it again, like meh, if I had to. Um, I, I, it's decent. Fine. I mean, there. I don't think there's a terrible movie on here except maybe Cars too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Cars Three, I'm not a huge fan of either. But you, I like Cars Three. Like yeah. Still at the right. bottom of the second tier. But, you know, Cars. The okay. whole Car series for me is just okay. They All made right. a whole land of it at Disneyland. It can't be just okay. I mean, it's very popular. Doesn't mean it's great. It's pretty. All right, your number five. My number five, which again, I'm like, is this even number five? Could be higher. Could be lower. Within that top ten, it's like yeah. so hard. But I have The Incredibles. Okay. I love The Incredibles. Um, I love the family. I just think it's action-packed. I think it's fun. It's just, I mean, the characters are are great. Um, and I love how they've kind of characterized, you know, like I saw or heard or read an interview with the creator just like okay what are these different personalities like okay for a young boy he's going to be hyperactive he's going to be fast for a mom she's stretching herself this hmm. way and that for the dad you know he has to be you know big and powerful i guess and like a teenage girl what does she want to do she wants to hide so it's just when you find out more about these movies and like what went into these characters i don't know it's just a great superhero movie and it is it is i love the soundtrack um yeah, Giacchino. Giacchino. Looks like Giacchino, but we know we're saying that wrong. So I still don't know how to pronounce it. Right. He's a great composer. Yeah, that one didn't make my list. I don't know. I think I it, uh, Incredibles came out. I had like a dark period where I just wasn't into Disney that much. And I think like during that period, I saw Lilo and Stitch and like one other Disney movie in the theaters. And I was just like too cool for disney so i didn't see incredibles until years after it had come out i didn't see it until we were together that's insane i know so it's good but i think because it doesn't have that nostalgic like i yeah when it, seeing a movie when it comes out i think it, yeah it affects you because it's can be very timely it, 
Anyway. I don't know uh, when I first saw it, but I re just remember I was pretty into it when it came out. And then I remember, like, when I first started teaching, my first middle school teaching job, I was like, I have to get this movie in Spanish, and we uh -huh. have to watch it. Like, you know, sometimes we'll play movies for, you know, before Christmas Los break. Increíbles. Or, yeah. And it's great in Spanish also. So, yeah. I don't know. It was just like... I have to have this movie nice. in Espanol. So, so my number five, it's kind of shocking. It could be my number one. It's the OG Toy Story. Um, I think the only reason it fell to five is a lot of it's animation, but it does, it gives us those beloved characters that, you know, we now have four movies of so iconic i mean complete game changer like i said it could be the number one on here because it is what right. launched pixar and it's just an amazing movie yeah and with what an all-star cast yes what they've done with those characters like you've just grown to love them and the animation's still good today like it holds yeah up. it does hold up but when you compare it to toy story 4 <laughs> right oh my gosh yeah comparing it to toy story 4 which is nowhere near my top five right because it's not that great of a movie, but the animation in that movie like blew Probably. me away. Oh yeah, if we were going sheer animation, it might even be my number one. Yeah, one or two or something. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Yeah. That is my number three. For the same reasons, it's the. Yeah, and to your point, these what started the, the top all. five could all be number ones. Yeah. So going in order is kind of irrelevant. What's your number four? <laughs> <laughs> number four is Finding Nemo. Yeah. Another one that I got in Spanish, Buscando a Nemo. Um, I just, I think kind of going along with like, you know, pioneer movies, this one, what they did with the ocean and the water um, is outstanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, and you the, the two plots. Like, yeah. I lo and I, I, I love storytelling when it's able to do something like that, where obviously their plots had to intersect at some point because they're father and son, but it was really kind of two different plots happening at the same time. Yeah. That converged in the end. I mean, I feel like this movie is, I mean, it could, pro it could probably be higher on the list. goes without saying. We've already, I've already said that, but I mean, just the characters, the story, the animation, what they did. And again, like maybe it doesn't hold up to some of these newer Pixar's. That's not really a fair comparison because for the like for the time back in like what 2002 three it mm. was i mean state of the art out of this world and i just think i mean and there's just so many like little funny heartwarming jokes and yeah. you get dory you it's get definitely it. one of the funniest i think for me the reason it didn't make it into my top five is that my top five looking at it it's it's full of emotionally heavy movies what do you mean? It was a father looking for a son. I know, but it didn't. It doesn't bring me to the brink of tears like these other ones do. So yeah, that's my number four. Yeah, my number four is a movie that, upon first watch, probably would not have been maybe even in the top ten, but over the years just keeps creeping up, and that is Ratatouille. I knew that was going to be at least on your... I mean, I knew it was going to be somewhere in your top yeah, five. Yeah, because you know I love it. And yeah. it's one of those things where it's just... It's so Disney to me that, like, I just have this this connection between Ratatouille and, and Disney and... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the music. Again, the music. Yes. Um, The characters, Michael the story. Giacchino. Is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um. I, you know, and I guess it's not the mo emotionally as heavy as the other ones that I'm about to rattle True. off here in a second, but it does have emotional moments, and it, it, it to me, it's a celebration of food, obviously, but like, I don't know, I think it's just, it's, a, it's, of these, it's the one that I think I can watch again and again and again and and just delight in the film mm -hmm. itself like it's such a delightful movie it and is it is it's just it's heartfelt it's um i could I go know. watch it right now honestly. i know now i'm like let's go watch it because yeah it just makes it's just a feel-good warm movie where i don't know it just makes you happy yeah i also think i think it's just a brilliant movie and 
here, okay, so so comparing this to like Soul. Now, Soul did not necessarily break the rule of filmmaking, and it, I took a class in college that had a rule that I will, it was a screenwriting class, but they, they taught a rule that I'll never forget when I teach film to my high school students, this is one of the first things I tell them, and that is that in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you have to establish the world of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Soul does that. I think that he, within 10, maybe 15 minutes, sometimes you stretch it a little bit, you've got his untimely death and he's in the you know Other soul realm. world yeah so that's fine um but yeah the whole talking rat that can cook it's like the opening scene is him escaping from the chateau or whatever right. with the cookbook and then they kind of flashback or whatever but um it's just right from the get-go it just pulls you into like remy and his world and so from a filmmaking standpoint i think ratatouille is just one of the best Pixar films. Ratatouille was my number 10. Which again, still. Way too low. <laughs> I mean. But to, but to each his own. To each his own. Or her own. Yes. Okay, so but, your I number three. I agree, it's a great movie. Your number three is Toy Story. Yes. So what's your number three? Um, My number three is probably your number one. Probably. My number three is Coco. That is correct, yes. So, since it's your number one, why don't you tell us about Coco and why you love it so much? All right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's obviously the (laughs) What don't I love about Coco? Connection. I love everything about Coco. Yes. So, there, if you don't know, we maybe didn't say this, but I'm a Spanish teacher. So, we did say that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so there's that connection with Mexico. I studied abroad in Mexico, so I just have this connection and love towards Mexico and it's just it's just a celebration of Mexican culture I love you know of course that they throw the Spanish in there I love how excited Mexicans were when this movie came out mm-hmm. that you know they're so excited that and it came out on Dia de los Muertos in oh, Mexico that's right. it got an early release in Mexico yeah. yeah and it's just I don't know I think they did a pretty good job paying homage to the culture which I love so much um so there's that. There's, la I musica. mean, yes, la musica is. I mean, everyone loves "Remember Me" though. I love many of the songs, but my favorite is actually the last song, um, the "Proud Corazon" song. Oh yeah, it just uh, touches my soul. That you know what we're talking about? How Pixar doesn't have a musical? This one's kind of a musical. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you think about, it's a not musical. In it's not that, a traditional musical. Yeah, it doesn't like. Move the story along, but no, it does though. It's it's just that they don't pause they don't, like, to do break like out musical. In song. They don't break out in song, but a, a musical by definition is that the music tells the story. Yeah, and so this very much certainly yeah. does. Think right. about all it's the songs; like, they are all part of the plot. Yeah, but it's like, hey, we're going to perform this song or whatever, mostly. Um, but anyways, yes, I love the music. Except for memory. Even then. What? That's part of the climax of the movie. Right. But he plays it for her. Like, right. hey, we're going to play this song. <laughs> Anyways, the animation is outstanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top like, notch. Like, the colors. the I mean, everything they did with, uh, what's it called? Land of the Dead. It's not what it's called. <laughs> but the other realm. Isn't it the um, Land of the Dead? It's not? I don't remember. Anyway. Maybe. Was this our son's first movie in a theater? It was. Yeah, so there's also that special memory. I'm sure, to it. yeah, I'm sure that plays into it. But yeah, I just love everything about Coco. Yeah. I mean, I love Dante. <laughs> yeah, Coco is, again, I think one, I just think it's one of the best movies ever. I mean, I think all of my top five Pixar, Pixar makes some of the greatest movies I think we've ever right. seen. Um. But you're right. The the celebration of Mexican culture, the the plot is unique and super interesting. Mm-hmm. The music, the characters are very rich. Yes. You know, and deep and complex. I love the interplay between Miguel and his Hector? Dad, yeah, Hector. Great great grandfather. Um, the colors. Right. Such a vibrant movie. It is. I have um, a giant poster in my classroom of Coco and it's like 
it adds so much to it. Just yeah. like look at it. And the villain happy. is like totally villainous. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. And I, I, one complaint that people had about this movie when it came out is that the whole, they did the whole bait and switch with the good guy that he looks up to is actually the bad guy. And it's kind of cliche. And it is. Sure. But the way that they did it, I thought was really good. Yeah. I mean. Worked out really well. I didn't see it coming, which is, you know, can say something about <laughs> my sleuthing skills and mystery solving. But um, I was still like, oh, I hope this guy's not actually his great grandfather. He seems kind of like a lame. Yeah. I, I guess I'm I sure didn't... most people figure that out like 25% of the way through the movie. I don't think I figured out that he was like the bad guy that killed his father or that necessarily Hector was his father. Great great grandfather. Or great great grandfather, sorry. I've said like three times yeah. now his dad. It's not his dad. I do this with movies. I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Um, but I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be Ernesto that was his actual great grandfather. Yeah. Gracias a Dios. And that he was not a great dude to look up to. No, he seemed like a lame Okay. All right. Number two. For me? Wally. That's my number two as well. That's because it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna break? Like, how are you gonna break into this top five? It'd be really hard. Yeah. I'm just so soul. I guess had you know had a a tough. It had a tough go. A tough go. But yes. Wally. I mean. Oh man. So this is the funny thing about Wally is I mentioned being in like a Disney funk and not really, but Wally was one of those movies that came out that I had to see in theaters even though I was pushing Disney away and, and I think it was kind of a gateway to getting back into this childlike sense of wonder that Disney movies bring and the first 20 minutes alone I just was in awe mm -hmm. of Wally no dialogue to you, know, you get Wally by himself I mean the character development without okay. a single word yes. spoken is among the best I've ever seen. I just, you love those two characters. You understand everything about them and they don't say a single word. Right. Other than each other's names. Well, plant, but yes, they don't have a conversation. Yeah. There's no dialogue. Directive. <laughs> Directive. Um, and it's just incredible. Now, the movie kind of shifts gears and I think a lot of people had mm -hmm. a problem with that where the humans are introduced it all of a sudden is kind of a different movie but I still love the second act where yeah. all of that's taking place and there it's an action movie now kind of thing and there's still some relational stuff between Eve and Wally but the, honestly the first and you could say the same for Up like the, the short film that takes place at the beginning of Up with Carl and Ellie right. is some of the greatest moments in, in film. Um, but the first 20 so minutes of Wally where there's just no talking and it's just earth being maintained by a singular robot. Oh, I love him. Um, that alone sold the movie for me and could would at least put it in the top 10. The rest of the movie keeps it in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. I love Wally. I mean, like the fact that I'm crying about robots in the end, like, there's just so much heart in that movie, which is ironic because robots don't have hearts. But yet, <laughs> like, there's so much love between these two little robots. And they're just, like, like, I don't know, the characterization, they just made them so cute. And, yeah, that one makes me shed some tears for sure. Have you seen the meme that's like, it's like, Wally, what if robots have souls? Coco, what if the dead have souls? Uh -huh. Inside Out, what if emotions have souls? Soul, what if souls have souls? <laughs> yep. That sums it up, I guess. Pixar way. Yeah. But, no, like, talking about Wally now, it's like, yeah, that could be... It's definitely a toss-up. Like, that could be in my... That could be my number one. But mm. I know I've said that a billion times, so I apologize. Pretty I don't sure know, like, just even one... talking about it is, like, hurting my heart because... That end scene where she's like frantically looking for parts to oh. 
help Wally and yeah. he doesn't recognize her right away. That's just like, oh, Wally's another one where if after recording you were like, hey, do you want to go watch Wally? I'd be like, yeah. And that let's scene, like, there's just so many like just beautiful scenes. And that scene when they're dancing in space, mm-hmm. like the Hello Dolly, when he's showing her around his little apartment, I guess, oh, yeah. for lack of like his little trailer. It's just, there's so many just heartwarming, emotional scenes of yeah. that movie. So I love, I'm just like smiling talking about Wally the because I good. love the it. good. The characterization is so good. Bar none. Yeah. Okay. So my number one, you can probably guess it. Maybe. You want to take a guess? I've kind of lost track. I'm like in a Wally world now. <laughs> um... What haven't you said? I have not said. I'll, I'll I'll give you a hint. It's the only top five and potentially, actually, definitely only top ten that is a sequel. Toy Story 3? Correct. Toy Story 3 is my number one. And it's kind of a perfect storm of the beloved characters of the Toy Story franchise, the animation... The new characters they introduce, the story that they're actually telling, and then hands down, the most emotional film on here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for trilogies, and I did not hate <sighs> Toy Story 4, but I feel it was completely unnecessary, and I feel Toy Story 3 completed the narrative arc oh, perfectly. Yeah. Beautifully. And I get so emotional when Andy is giving his toys to Bonnie at the end and sits down to play. I like think about it now, I'm like... Yeah, getting choked, choked up a little up bit. Already. It's like... It, so, yes. So, the the emotional weight of Toy Story, for me, I think... It, it's, like I said, the perfect storm of all of those things, but the fact that it is the most emotional for me puts it in the top. The scene where they're almost in the in, incinerator. Oh, my God. And they're... Oh. I mean, like, when you're watching it, you're pretty sure they're not going to die because, what you know, like how are they going to end a children's movie <laughs> right, that right. way? Like, like, but but it's but it's how it's they the respond that they, in that yes, near death like experience. They're just you know we're in this together. We don't know how this is going to end. And it's every time. Yeah. It's not like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I can't believe these toys. Every time I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> these toys. I know. So how do they do? Um, yeah, hands down one of the best sequels I've ever seen. And, you know, when you think about the, the, the list of Pixar's, again, a lot of times the sequels just don't cut it. They're, they're fine movies. But this is one where, to me, I don't want to say it's better than Toy Story 1 because right. they're just so different. But it's the perfect end yeah. to what Toy Story I 1 get introduced. I was having a hard time ranking the Toy Stories because, I mean, you can't have Toy Story 3 without Toy Story 1. And so I think... Right. From well, that, for me, they're both on my list. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. Toy Story 3 was number 8 for me, but that's pretty low as far as, like, my favorites. Because it's like you can kind of you can kind of clump the Toy Stories together in some ways, but in some ways they're very unique on their own, so... It's hard to know what to well, do. Well, the, the funny trilogy. thing is, the funny thing is, when I when you take the quiz, it will not say which movie do you like better. The question they give you is, you're stranded on a deserted island, which movie do you pick? And so with that logic, the first time I took the quiz, I would be like, Well, I've already got a toy story. I don't need another toy story. And I'd mm-hmm. be picking a movie over that. Well, Toy Story 3 still ended up as my number one. I think what happened was Toy Story 1 got shelved because I was like, well, I've already got yeah. Toy Story 3. Makes sense. Um, so anyway, if you do go to take the quiz, keep that in mind. It, it is going to rank them. That's the goal. So don't worry about Desert Island type thing. If you love all the Toy Stories and you pick Toy Story 2 over Ratatouille, that's fine. That's your pick. You know? Yeah. You like that movie better. Because the first time I took it, I was kind of like in that mindset. I was like, all the Toy Stories kind of go together, but they don't really. And like I agree with you that Toy Story three, it's hard to say. I kind of go back and forth because when I saw Toy Story three, and for a while thereafter, it was my favorite of the Toy Stories because of how beautifully it ended. It, that wonderful arc, you know, you know all these characters by now. You love mm-hmm. them. Lately, I've been enjoying Toy Story one more, just because of that dynamic between. 
Woody and Buzz, Buzz yeah. um, in the beginning, and it's just... Yeah, but Toy Story 3 gets us Spanish Buzz. I know, which is great. <laughs> I love Spanish Buzz. Yeah, and two two's good as well. Two's pretty far and down I, on my list. I know, honestly. and I, I, in my list, four ended up in the bottom of the Toy Stories. I think after watching Toy Story 4 for the first time, I put it above two. Mm-hmm. So did I. And I don't know, in hindsight, I still might do that. It's tough because... I think I think I enjoy watching four more than two, but I think objectively two is the better movie, and and two fits the narrative arc, whereas four is just this other. Yeah, thing. like two actually adds. I mean, you get Jesse, right? You get Without Bullseye. Two, we don't have Jesse and Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. So I like that, but Al gives me the creeps. Yeah. Um. So I just don't enjoy watching it. I as mean, much. so the dolls from four. Yeah, but at least that's like their dolls. And right, not like a and not a grown not a man. Being. Okay, um. so so let's bring it back to Soul. Back to Soul. So we were inspired to do this because of our reaction to Soul, and it didn't quite fit in the upper echelon. I said it actually fits in the lower echelon. Now that we thought of, we've actually ranked our Pixar movies, mm-hmm. where does Soul fall? Where do you think? Did you take so? If you go visit it now, it does have soul. When we first yes. did it, it did not. But I've done it a couple of times since it's had soul added. What did you find? I think that what my list has right now, I think I'd switch one of them. So soul would be probably number eighteen. Okay, and keep in mind, there's twenty three. Yeah, so that is the lower. That is in the bottom tier to me. Quarter. Yeah. Um. Or so. Yeah, I could I could say the same thing. Um, for me, Soul ended up at sixteen and one, and I don't know. That's fine. I mean, the way I kind of thought about it is in my list, I've got it after Cars, I've got it after Toy Story two, I've got it after Incredibles two, and I've got it after Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Do you have it above Onward? And I ha- and it it's after Onward. After a second viewing, which I watched this morning, and like I said, it does it does get it did get better for me, and it could be like Ratatouille, where five years from now yeah. I'm like it's my one of my favorites. I mean, it's possible. I I do think it could. It I, it could eventually get above the Finding Dory, and the cars, yeah. and the Onward, and it could jockey for position like a lot of those. Um, middle ones but I, I just don't think it's ever going to touch the top 10 which we didn't do we did five but would include Incredibles Monsters Inc inside out like mm-hmm. I don't uh, think it's gonna get to those I think it's gonna forever be in the bottom half of Pixar movies yeah and for the reasons we mentioned at the beginning of the show so I don't I don't know about our listeners I can tell you what Rotten Tomatoes says but I would love to hear what people think about Soul, what people think about our opinion of Soul. Are we I know right about the stuff? monorail would be not in agreement with us. Yeah. I saw her list. Brave it's was her number there. one, so oh, yeah. <laughs> love you, Samantha. But we're gonna completely disregard your <laughs> list. I saw that and I was like, no, don't care about the rest of it. Brave is number one. Um, I mean, Brave's good. Yeah, I know, but I I, I love seeing people's lists and yeah. and talking about this. But but hit us up not not just with your list. I do want to see your list, but hit us up with what did we say that you agree with, disagree with? Where does Soul fall for you? Are we way off here? Are you more with the Rotten Tomatoes crowd? That's you know it's glowing, A rating. Are you more with us and it's the B? Definitely want to hear from it and. Hopefully, you know, get more episodes from us moving forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as always. Thanks for being a part of our world. Thanks for joining us this week and being a part of our world. Please reach out to us on social media. We can be found at Part of Our World Podcast on Instagram or Facebook and on Twitter at P-O-O-W Podcast. You could also shoot us an email part of a world podcast at gmail.com or call into our voicemail 614-392-8147 we'd love to hear from you until next time have a magical day <laughs> are you ready
now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.